Hey, Warners, welcome to another episode of The Women Your Mother Warns You About, brought to you by Sales Gravy. I'm Gina Tremarco, Master Sales Trainer at Sales Gravy and the Director of Coaching Programs and a brand new international best-selling author, which I'm excited about that because I keep forgetting to talk about it, but there's no perfect show than today's show to talk about it because today we've got Lady J.B. Owen on the show from Ignite Publishing, and she just so happens to be my publisher. Yay! I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I was cheering you on, as you mentioned it. Congratulations, international bestselling author. You did it. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you are such a big part of that, obviously. And there's a few things I want to talk about because I've been thinking about this journey that I've been on with you since joining Ignite Publishing. And a big part of that journey has been, it's not just about writing and telling your story, but there's so much more to it in this writing process of really like, it's almost like creating a business when you write a book, I feel like, because you've been bringing me through things that have forced me to like think really hard about who I am, my brand, my value, my mission, my vision, who are the ideal people I should be working with, like all of these things that to me is like so much about marketing that we all need to know, especially if we're entrepreneurs. So I just want to share that with you because I think that's such a big piece of this that has fascinated me because I've put it off for so long to get this writing, to write a book. I've put it off for so long and they're like, how hard could it be? And obviously hard because I couldn't get it done. And then I met someone who's like, you got to meet Lady J.B. Owen. And I'm like, okay. And I did. I'll never forget the conversation I was having with you because I'm like, I'll just call her and talk to her. And I just trusted this person like I didn't spend any time looking you up or anything like that, because when you trust people, you just go with that. And then you brought me down this incredible journey that is continuing. So thank you for that. But before we go into the marketing stuff, I want to talk about, well, if you don't mind, indulge me for a second. I do want to just read a, a small version of your bio for everybody, which they can find it in the, the notes as well. But just real quick for everybody, Lady J.B. Owen is a fearless female leader who believes in the power of empowerment. J.B.'s focus is on helping others, which is why she started Ignite Publishing, the leader in empowerment publishing in 2019. She's a world-class speaker, 20-time best-selling author, and powerful business owner, and she was knighted as Lady J.B. Owen for her entrepreneurial and philanthropy work. Wait, there's more. J.B. has published over 700 authors, turning them into international bestsellers, including me. She combines purpose, passion, and possibilities in everything she does. J.B. is inspirational, motivational, transformational in how she teaches and empowers others to ignite their own lives. That is so, so true, especially that last section of who you are. You are such a light. You are such a delight to work with. You have had such an impact on me and I'm so thankful for it. I want to, I really want to know, like, what inspired you to start Ignite Publishing? Like, what is that? What is that? What's the JB story? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for the beautiful intro and thanks for having me here. And thank you for saying yes to being an author in your own world, because that is igniting the lives of others. 
Great question. Ignite came to me in a, in, in a series of events, but I do remember very distinctly being at an event. There was a gentleman up on stage. It was a speaking event, learning how to say your signature talk. And while he was up on stage, he started to crack up. He started to become emotional. He started telling a really personal story. Tears were streaming down his cheeks. He became really enthralled in this very shameful part of his life that he didn't want anyone to know about. Then he was, of course, up on stage telling everyone in the audience. And what fascinated me so much is when he came off the stage, he walked down the steps of the front of the stage and people in the front row actually got up and started hugging him. And he was wiping his eyes and he was still coming back from his tears and people were supporting him. And I noticed how powerful it is when we tell our story. And I realized that everybody needs to be seen and everybody wants to be heard and truly everybody wants to be belong. And if we can tell our story in a way that empowers people and inspires them and motivates them, because we all have a story, wouldn't the world be a way better place if we were talking about the hero versus the victim If we were talking about the hero's journey versus going into revenge or going into victimization and all of that. And so that was one of the big light bulbs for me is that there's got to be more positive content on the planet. And our personal stories are the best ever. They make us feel connected to each other. And so why not share those? And so other series of events evolved, but that really was sort of the realization for me how powerful storytelling is. I love that. And I know you're a speaker. I'm a speaker. And I know we've had those moments where we come off the stage and that happens. That happened to me a few years ago during 2020 when I I just told a very personal story, which I had never done because I typically am talking about business. And I told a very personal story and I came off that stage and people were like, like hugging and crying. And I'm like, what just happened here? And such a powerful moment to go through that. Because I think we often think our story doesn't matter, right? And so we're like, I don't want to tell that story. I don't want it to be about me. I don't want to do that. And then you see the impact, which I'm sure was kind of igniting for you of like sharing the impact of people's stories. So so you have that moment and then just give us a little bit of like, because I'm so fascinated about business and entrepreneurs, I'm like, what was the next thing you did? So it was 2019. We had a little 2020 go on there. But like, what was the next thing that you did? You're like, I'm going to start publishing. Well, prior to that, actually, I had more of my own Ignite moment. I had been in an abusive relationship and it had taken me a long time to get out of it. In fact, I ended up putting the person that I was with in jail and I was assaulted and all kinds of yucky, horrible stuff. And I kind of call it my baseball cap years because I walked around with my baseball cap on. I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want anyone to know who what was going on. I lived in a lot of shame, a lot of shame that I chose that relationship. I stayed in that relationship. I exposed my kids to that relationship. And in that shame, I wasn't really living the best version of myself. It took me about two years to get through it. But I remember very distinctly one day at church, seeing a woman sitting in the pew in front of me. She was super nervous. She kept looking over her shoulder. She kept fussing with her kids. And something inside of me was like, she is me. Like, I'm her. She's going through what I had gone through. But I just was a few steps ahead of her. And so after church, I went up and spoke to her. I invited her out for coffee. We ended up spending some time together. And I immediately, I don't know, I first, she was the first person I told everything that I had been through. And she immediately told me that she was going through the same thing. And so in sharing our story, we created this really beautiful bond and we became like the sisterhood. 
And I ended up starting a group called the Lily Ladies Club. And I had women come to my house on a Friday night under the guise that it was wine night. But actually, all of the women were coming because they were facing domestic violence or some Mm. kind of abuse. And through telling our stories and sharing what we were going through, we all started getting stronger. And some of those women left their relationships. Some of those people got out. And over time, I was like, you know what? We need to tell our stories. We should start writing our stories. And that really became the idea of how can we write our stories and write our healing and write our way out. And then this event happened with this power of storytelling. And so all of that merged together and really became, okay, let's turn this into something that we can do. And the first book was 35 women who just said yes to an idea that JB had. And that's the power of an idea is getting people together, creating collaboration, bringing people in with you. And then from that now, here we are 23 books later, 700 and almost 800 authors now have told what I call an Ignite moment, a transformational moment in your life that changes you in a pivotal way, but you become the hero of that experience. That is so amazing. What was the title of that first book? Ignite Your Life for Women. So it really was a women's book. It was all about experience that women had gone through. And it was the rainbow of stories. It wasn't all just domestic violence. One woman had lost her house in a fire. One woman had lost a child. There was all kinds of different experiences that these women had gone through, but they all had chosen to see the silver lining and to find the blessing and to find the lessons and to use that to help others. And I think something really magical happens when you take your story and you decide to use it to help somebody else. It's not necessarily defining you, it's refining you to a way that you can support somebody else and pull them a little bit forward. Like I was able to pull that woman at church just forward just a little bit because I was just a few steps ahead of her in my recovery and in my healing. And so that's how we're going to, as you can see, ignite humanity <laughs> by helping one another. Well, that's a perfect segue. Let's talk a little bit about Ignite Humanity. There's so much involved with Ignite Publishing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ignite Humanity and what you're doing for the world beyond the publishing. Well, I during COVID, I watched my four kids really suffering. They were all in high school and they started to lose hope and they started to lose aspiration and they didn't know what they were going to do with their future. And as a parent who obviously lived many decades before COVID, I kept saying to them, like, you got to think about what's possible. You got to have hope. You got to believe in what's going to happen. You got to think about your future. You got to start finding solutions. And It really was their inspiration that I realized we all need to be thinking about what's possible. We all need to be turning our brain around to what we're capable of and how to be innovative and tap into creativity. And the truth is, all the problems in the world are solvable. We just need to decide that we're going to work towards solving them. And suddenly I realized like, wow, we actually need to ignite one another. And The story behind Ignite Humanity is I actually Googled one night, who is it? What woman is igniting humanity? And there was no one. There was a a conference two years ago that was about Ignite. There was a makeup brand that said like how to ignite your skin. Hmm. Like there was no one igniting humanity. And I kind of got mad. I was like, why isn't someone making humanity their plight? Why isn't somebody dedicating to igniting humanity? And I went to bed that night upset. And of course, do God was like, If you're really upset about somebody not igniting humanity and no woman is doing it, maybe it's supposed to be you. And that was an ignite moment for me when I realized you're right. Like you can't complain about something you're not willing to take charge of. 
and you're not willing to make a solution, you're not willing to find a solution, you can't really blame anyone else. And so that really was the spark of, if I want to truly make a difference in the world and make a better planet for my kids and my grandkids and your kids and your grandkids and the next generation and the many generations to come, we need to be igniting humanity. And I absolutely knew how to do it. I just so happened to have a publishing house that's publishing these amazing stories. And when we tell our amazing stories, we bring people together and that will ignite humanity. So did Ignite Humanity come after Ignite Publishing? Because you had started publishing books. Yeah. And and then COVID and like, what are we going to do here for humanity? And then the Ignite Humanity kicked in. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was thinking about it like, we don't need more policies. We don't need more rules. We don't need more barriers. We don't need more bureaucracy. The truth is, if two people are in a room and both of those men lost their son to war, they would stand up and hug each other out of their own under compassion and empathy for each other. It wouldn't matter that one was from Russia and one was from the Ukraine. And what I realized is that two people have lost a child or two people who've been in domestic violence, it doesn't matter the color of their skin or two people who have been through addiction or suicide attempts or and there's so many things. It's endless. Color, gender, amount of money, where you come from, what language you speak, none of that matters. The human condition is so much stronger. And in fact, I've been doing some research for my documentary. The brain actually changes. Endorphins, serotonin, cortisol, all of that changes when people start telling you their story. Mm-hmm. I tested this. I was on a plane. I was sitting beside a woman. She started, we didn't talk the whole flight. About 10 minutes before we landed, she actually started talking to me and I asked her what her ignite moment was. She shared to me that she was so nervous because she had uh, been, she was going to see her father. He had left when she was three years old. All she knew was his name, her mother, his mother's name and her mother's name. And she found out what city he lived in. There were 27 Miguel Louises in that city. She ran her finger down the page, stopped on one, phoned him, said, are you Miguel Louise? Is your mother's name Peggy? But did you know, were you married to a woman named Lisa? Yes, I'm your daughter. As soon as she told me her night moment, I, I thought to myself, you know what? If this plane were to crash, I would do everything to save this lady. But before she told me her ignite moment, if that plane would have crashed, I would have done nothing but save myself. And instantly I knew that in within seconds, when you share your story, you immediately create a bond with people that is truly powerful. Like I would save her out of a burning plane. And I realized we don't need policy. We don't need bureaucracy. We don't need people to tell us what to do. We need to share our true authentic selves and we will create camaraderie, connection, capabilities, compassion, understanding, and we can ignite humanity. That is such a powerful story. And I love story. And it's something that I focus on in the work that I do is everything you're talking about, like those emotions that click in because a story gets told. Now, you've worked with, you said now, close to 800 authors I'm curious. I want to come back to Ignite Humanity in a little bit about the work that you're doing because you're doing some incredible work and I think you're holding back on sharing that because you haven't shared it yet. But if you think about these 800 authors that you've worked with, and I've mingled with some of them too, so I've had an opportunity to experience that and kind of the different places that they're coming from and their approach to it. Have you experienced some authors that were like, I don't think my story matters and I don't think I should be writing. Well, God is so good because my husband is one of those people. 
It's fascinating. Yeah. My husband is like, I don't think my story is interesting. I don't think my story matters. I was lucky. I grew up. I had a great family. I had a great parents. Everything was good. Did well in school. It was like, I don't have a tragedy. I don't have something that I had to overcome. I don't have this hero's journey. So I don't really have a story. I don't really have anything to share. And it's been very wonderful to have him as my partner to understand his beliefs that his story doesn't matter. And over the years, as we've been doing Ignite, I just want to say congratulations. Peter has published an Ignite Courage and Ignite Your Purpose because he's realized that you don't have to have tragedy to have a story. We have had a lot of authors who told very funny Ignite moments, very poignant things that have happened that have been interesting and funny and comical and coincidental. It doesn't always have to spur from tragedy. I remember one time I was in an airport and I was saying, I, I was watching a couple say goodbye to each other and I was single at the time and the husband leaned his forehead against his wife and did the prayer sign, kissed her forehead and touched her chest and wished her well. And I was like, I want a relationship like that. <laughs> and so that was an ignite moment for me, right? And so it's not always spurs out of tragedy. What it does is it awakens you to a new idea a new possibility, a new opportunity, a new innovation, a new version of yourself. And so like a flick, like flicking the switch on the light switch on the wall, you literally can have an ignite moment and you'll be like, I am never doing that again. Or I will only do that from now on. Or from this minute forward, my life will be different. And that's the definition of an ignite moment. I was going to get there and ask you that of what the ignite moment is. And I, I love this positive story about your husband. And I think there are a lot of people out there who, right, to your point, it doesn't have to be tragic. We can have these positive moments because those positive moments actually inspire other people. So even if you've had zero tragedy, maybe even better, right? Because it's still a hero's journey of like, look, you too can have this path. You didn't have to have tragedy to get there. And so let me tell you that positive story. And let me take it one step further is as I am unpacking and learning and fostering what an Ignite moment is, I've actually come to the conclusion that we can bend reality and create our own future Ignite moments. And so as you rewrite your past and you take an Ignite moment, I have an Ignite moment. When I was 12, my dad said, put a bag on your head. I don't like the way you look. I was punk. I was rock, purple hair, blue lipstick, blah, blah, blah. But that 12-year-old became very hurt and very upset living her life for a long time because her dad told her to put a bag on her head until the day I realized, like, I'm going to pull that bag off my head and be exactly who I am. And now at this moment in my life, I get to be a publisher helping people tell their Ignite moments and be exactly who they are. So as you rewrite your Ignite moments of the past, you actually create a new cellular version of yourself to the point where I now will say, you know what? I want an ignite moment of cycling my bicycle from Canada to Mexico <laughs> during the summer on a tandem with my husband, and I want to make it to the finish line. And so I manifest my new ignite moment. And ladies and gentlemen, this summer, I actually accomplished that. And wrote about it. Exactly, exactly. So now we have the ability to actually create our next ignite moments we can manifest and what we what we put attention to we actually can create and so as we heal our past ignite moments 
and move into what is the experience I want to have in my future Ignite moments, we actually, and as part of my documentary, is we have the ability to orchestrate the Ignite moments that we want to have. And so think about that. If you truly could imagine what's possible and igniting humanity and igniting your life and igniting the lives of others and having an experience that you absolutely was going to change you fundamentally and heighten who you are, what would that be? Like, what would you create? What would you envision? What would you manifest for yourself? That's amazing. How did you come across, again, from a business perspective, I'm always curious, almost 800 authors. How do you come across that many authors? How do you find them? How do they find you? Yeah, I am one of those very strange individuals that every marketing person kind of goes like, what? 800 authors have been a part of the Ignite community all through referrals. I have never spent a dime on Facebook ads. I have never bought a Google ad. I have never put out an ad. I literally provide the best service possible, give people more than they ever expect, make sure they walk away feeling like they got way more than what they paid for, and just do the best darn job I ever could to make them feel like they are transformed. And then they just refer other people. And so every one of my clients is a referral. That is like, I didn't know that about you. And that is absolutely, I found you that way. So there's that. But I I think that's pretty astounding, right? When people are hitting their head against the wall of like, how am I going to sell more? How am I going to market? How am I going to attract? But what you just said, right? It's like, putting out a really good product and a really good service where people are just going to keep referring you. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I got down the rabbit hole of let's spend $3,500 a month on Facebook ads. Let's spend $10,000 on a marketing plan. Let's build a click funnel. Let's build a nurture campaign. I've done it all. I've spent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on marketing, but nobody is going to buy my product from a landing page or from a Facebook ad. They just aren't. And so I realized that why don't I take that money and actually put it into my business and put it into my clients and put it into serving the people that are already said yes to my product. And so we have concierge, we have team members, we have extra programs. We have what I call the banquet of opportunities and people just come and take what they want. We are constantly serving people. We are over and above with our technology. We are giving more than anyone else in this business gives. So all that money I was wasting on the throwing a brick into the Grand Canyon of Facebook ads, I actually put into my customers. And so at the end of their program, they're like, wow, I got way more than I ever imagined because I didn't waste that money on Google ads or whatever is the trend right now. I have in the past, but I learned that I actually get way more. They are walking advertisements for me. They are literally billboards for me if I give them the absolutely best possible experience I can. 100%. It totally makes sense. That's how my experience has been thus far. I feel like I've gotten so much from you and the team that I never expected to get. And when I think about I was going to self-publish, I was going to do it on my own. I went down that rabbit hole, but it never got done. So that was part of the problem. But now in hindsight, looking back at it, I'm kind of enjoying my white glove service, right? Because, exactly. <laughs> because it, it, and when you do the math, right? Like I've done the math on it and I would have been doing this same 
amount of cash output to do it on my own because I would have needed this team. And ultimately, yeah. you bring me a team. Yep. And, and by the way, yesterday, I, I messaged Carolina and I'm like, I heard you rewrote my bio. Can I please have a copy of it? Because it is so amazing. She was so tickled by it. I'm like, this is so good. Right. And you didn't have the scraped knees and you didn't have the wasted money and you didn't have the self-doubt and you didn't go through the mistakes, the mistake arc that we all go through. And so I'm a huge proponent of hiring people who know what they're doing. If I wanted to ride a fly helicopter, I would have to hire somebody to teach me how to fly a helicopter. It's no different than writing a story or writing a book. The the misnomer is that we think we should just be able to pick up a pen and write or go on our computer and write. And somehow Miss Cunningham in grade three put it in our brain that we're not good enough and we don't know how to do it. And the big red pencil, that's my thing. The big red mm. pencil, the, yeah. the worst mark in the class. And so we shy away from it. We get these limiting beliefs. But the truth is, there's publishing is no different than anything else. Somebody could get you there faster, quicker, sooner and get it, make the experience way more enjoyable. And it probably ends up costing you less because you're right. You're not farming it out and figuring it out all along the way. So it's actually a real joy for me also to work with clients that are receptive like you because they're ready, they're willing, and they want to do it. And then we just get to have a ton of fun. And I get to be in my zone of where my genius is. And I don't have to work on all those other things. And your team is really amazing. And, and the process is amazing of going through like the editing process and having different pairs of eyes on it. So as a leader, from a leadership perspective, I probably know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway, how do you, how have you attracted the team that you have that works so well together, at least outside looking in? Well, again, very blessed. A lot of my team has come from referrals from team members that I have. And then I do a lot of vetting with my team. I do a lot of work with my team, a lot of nurturing with my team. I will share this with you, though. One of the things that I always tell my team is more sugar, less vinegar, more sugar, less vinegar, more sugar, less vinegar. I say it all the time. Like I have my team will be like, oh, my gosh, Gina's asking me to do this. I'll be like more sugar, less vinegar. (laughs) I say it to them as soon as they say anything, I'm like, this is what this person paid for. This is what this person wants. How can we, this is my favorite saying, exceed expectations. How can we exceed expectations? It's written in my core values. My core values are exceeding expectations. So when my team is like, no one else is doing this, or this is a lot of extra work, or they've already had their deadline. They already, let's just do it. Let's just make it work. Can we make it work? Can we make, can we do it? Can we surprise them? Can we exceed their expectations? Can we dazzle mm. them with our brilliance? I'm constantly telling my team. And now I'm very blessed because now they're getting it. Even there's moments where I'll be like, really? We have to- more sugar. <laughs> They'll like mirror back to me. And so it's a beautiful environment because when they feel the pride of exceeding expectations, when they see how delighted authors are, or any of our clients, then they want to do their job. They they actually strive to exceed expectations because they feel the reward of it and they feel this beautiful experience that our authors go through. So that's really how I like to lead. I make mistakes. I have my days, absolutely. Yeah. But if our core values are followed, the same thing, one of our core values is innovation. If somebody sends me something on the team and I'll be like, is innovative? Is that really innovative? Do you feel that's the most innovative you could do? And then they'll come back with another version. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is so awesome. 
Let's talk a little bit more about what you're giving back to the world. So when we were talking about Ignite Humanity and the work you're doing, I think it's important to talk about where the money goes in the projects that you're doing. So can you share some of that with our audience? Yeah, I, I just feel so blessed. I feel the universe has given me so much and I know that I need to give back. You've got to give to get in all matter and form. And so Ignite takes all the proceeds of their books from the sales on Amazon and they put them towards building schools. And as a publisher, I felt like I need to be responsible and literacy is one of the most important things. I loved book tw- when I was a kid. I love the imagination. I love being transported to another world, another land, another experience. And so I really thought about it. If kids really want to feel possibilities igniting within them, it comes from the ability to read. And so we decided two years ago that we would make building schools our number one most important thing. And so we were so blessed in June to go to Indonesia and build a two-classroom school in Lombok based on all the proceeds. And now we are, of course, we're doing our next school And we're even interested in building a legacy library to help schools get access to books that are going to empower kids that can't afford those books. And so I'm just always looking at ways that it can be a win. Authors want to promote their books. Schools need books. Kids need to read great books. And so why don't we just create something that can bring us all together? Authors want to do something that helps. Maybe they can't go to Indonesia, but I can organize it. And so people were buying books on Amazon. They absolutely, they're part of their proceeds or all of the proceeds from Amazon go to building our schools. And I love that initiative. It really means a lot to me. And when I went to Indonesia and I saw those kids in that school, I was like, can we please do more of this? Because their whole lives were changed. And I don't tell a lot of people this, Gina, but I actually, I know that those kids will go out in the world and spark the lives of others and be conduits to igniting humanity. And that's going to ignite humanity because we gave them a chance. We showed them what was possible. We put them in a school. We allowed them to learn. And they're going to honor that and appreciate that so much that they're going to go out and just be absolute advocates of igniting others' lives. That's so amazing. What's next? What's coming up next? What are you manifesting next for the world? Other projects coming up in the future? Well, I decided that I want to break the Guinness Book of World Records and do the largest compilation book ever made. And so the Ignite Humanity book will be, I I went to Amazon to see what is the most number of words you can put in a book. And then they, I saw like the absolute most. And I'm like, okay, let's just do that. I'm sure that Amazon has no idea that there's someone out there is like, what is the absolute maximum? We're going to do that. Exactly. So I'd like to, I'm going to be doing the Ignite Humanity book series with the largest compilation book ever. So if people want to share and be a part of Ignite Humanity, that's awesome. I also have an event that I'm going to be doing in 2024, the Ignite Humanity Gatherama, where we bring people together. All of our authors want to come together and also people who are igniting humanity and do a, do have some speakers and do some training and just really bring that amazing think tank possibility together. I'm also building an app. So I'm building an app where people can share their Ignite moments. And so that's something that's also so lots of fun stuff in the works. And then I have on my own, I'm CHO for some new corporations. I'm helping corporations actually make fiscal responsible decisions with their funds and how they can allocate them in Humanity Pro and Humanity Plus initiatives. And so I'm helping other business owners who are super, super busy and they don't know where to put their funds. How can we help? build humanity, raise humanity, ignite humanity? How can we allocate those funds and I assist them? 
Okay, now I have no choice but to ask this question that I didn't plan on asking. I, I usually don't plan any many of my questions, but when do you sleep? Well, years ago, somebody told me that I only needed six and a half hours of sleep. And so I'm like, okay. And so I just told my brain, I only need six and a half hours of sleep. So whenever I go to bed at night, I count six and a half hours on my hand and I wake up. So last night I woke up, this morning I woke up at 2.30 and I started working because I went to bed early. And so I just tell myself that I only need six and a half hours of sleep. I get up early. I do my writing. I do my different things. I have that morning time for me to get stuff done because I know if I get my my stuff done in the morning between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. or 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., then the whole rest of the day is a bonus. And so I just have trained myself to only need that much sleep. And sometimes I'll have a little cat nap in the middle of the day, but I've also trained myself. I only need an 18-minute cat nap, so I only have an 18-minute cat nap, and then <laughs> off I go. <laughs> and then how do you get it all done? Because it sounds like it's a lot of stuff. I'll tell you this story. I took the, when uh, Peter and I got together, he has two kids, I have two kids. And so to make the kids all happy, we took them to Disneyland. We drove from Canada to California to go to Disneyland. It was two and a half days in the car. We had a great time in Disneyland. And as we were driving home, I was like, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get back to work. I can't wait. And my son was like, mom, you're the only person I know that would leave Disneyland happy to get back to work. I love my work. I love what I do. I love every minute of it. And so it just feels exhilarating. Like I get so much energy for it. There's nothing about it that's boring and drab. It's hard. It's challenging. We're breaking new ground. We're doing things. Life hits us up sideways, upside the head, and we have to figure it out. But 90% of it is so enriching and so wonderful. And folks, when you are igniting the life of somebody else, when you're seeing their eyes light up, when you watch them realize what they are capable of, that is infectious. That is powerful. And it doesn't matter if you're a baseball coach or a writing coach or anything you do. If you can make people light up, if you can instill in them some, even if you're doing customer service, even if you're putting groceries across at Walmart, you can bring light to other people. You can spark. You can shine. And that makes a huge difference. Find the glow and the glory in your work. And if you can't, then move towards, slowly move towards that. Find what it is that inspires you. And then it doesn't feel like work. And then you want to throw back the covers and get up in the morning because you got something to do with passion yeah. and purpose. And I so was, it's yeah, I was just going to say, it's so much about passion. It sounds like of like finding that passion and then you, you can't wait to do it. This is going to be a really lofty question, but how did you get so good because I feel like you're like my muse in a way. Like you're so like, how did you get so good as a as just a publisher? You're everything. You're like everything that you teach a writer and that you pull out of a writer. Like every time I meet with you every week, I always am like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. Like, how did you get so good at this? Because I failed so many times because I had to crawl over broken glass because I lost a business, because I went bankrupt, because I messed up, because I entrepreneured myself right out of a marriage, because I was a single mom. Like I went through all of the things that all of us were going through. I was talking about this just the other day, and so I'm going to bring it up. I was on the floor, a puddle in my own life, waiting for someone to come and rescue me until the day I realized no one's coming to rescue you. You need to be your own rescuer. And so I've gone through the trials and tribulations and I become my own customer. Like I know what I like. I know what I want. I know how I want to be treated. I know how I want to be served. I know how value I want for my money. And so that's what I give to my customers every single time. I know what I would like. I know how I want to be treated. And so that's how I keep treating them. 
and it's trial and error. And it is realizing that, you know what? Put your superhero cape on. Okay, you made a mistake. Oh, well, put your superhero cape on. Okay, try again. Oh, well, put your superhero cape on. We can do this again. And it's just believing and knowing that you're here to learn it. You're not here to know it. You're here to learn it. And in mm-hmm. learning it, that's where you get the muscles and the and the strength and the tenacity and the awakening because universe will give it to you because it sees you putting in the effort. I love that. It is you're you don't you have you're here to learn it, not to know it. That is okay. So I'm taking that and more sugar, less vinegar <laughs> from this. But but beyond that, I gotta say that there is this natural talent and artistry and there's about you that you're able to like pull out the creative. And so that just might be an innate skill. That might be that something that came to you over time that you're able to see things that the author can't see. Yeah. And I will say we all have our gifts and talents. And ever since I was a little kid, I got in so much trouble for telling (laughs) stories. (laughs) Parents were always like, stop embellishing. In fact, my parents used to call me a hyperbolator. You're hyperbolating all the time. And so I guess I was born with it. I guess I got it early. But what I've realized in being a book whisperer and a midwife of people's books is that I see the gift in them and I start to weave the tapestry of what they're trying to say. Now, if you ask me to water ski or catch a ball, we're in trouble, as I can do either. (laughs) So we all have our talents. And we all have our gifts. And so find out what that gift is and find out what you're good at and what you innately are gravi- gravitate towards and just start to cultivate that. you got to cultivate something. Nothing happens like that. Nobody woke up and was a success the next day. Nobody. Everyone has had to cultivate their talent. And so figure out what your talent is and then just start working at it. Work at it. I heard one time if you spend 10,000 hours, you'll immediately be an expert. If you put in five years, you ultimately will be a millionaire. So if I know in five years and 10,000 hours that I'm ultimately going to be an expert and be a millionaire, I can just relax. I can chill out. I can go after my dream and not worry and stress that I'm not going to make it because I'm going to make it. Yeah. And it all comes in time too, right? So so five years at at a certain point in your life, you, you have all this experience and mastery behind you. And it accumulates over time. And then you're like, ah, I have all this wealth of knowledge and experience. And look what I could do in five years because of exactly what you talked about. Like we have to go through all the mistakes and learning from it to then catapult. So we're going to get ready to wrap up. But before we do, I know there are people out there listening to this show that been thinking about writing, thinking about becoming an author. They've been following me. They see that happening. So uh, how would someone that's listening get involved and learn more about working with you and Ignite Publishing? What are some of the things that are coming up maybe that they could participate in or contact you about? Well, I've, I feel very blessed and thank you, Google. You just Google JB Owen and I come up. So thank you very much. You can reach me through Facebook or Instagram or just off of my website. If you Google Ignite Humanity, we're like the first 10 things on the page because we're at the moment are beautifully having the ability to ignite humanity. So you can also find us through our website. If you want to reach out to me, literally, I love to be available for everybody. I'm not one of those people that you can't get access to me. And of course, you can reach out to Gina. She can do a referral. 
I love people coming to me. Birds of a feather flock together. And so, of course, go to igniteyouyou.life. That's our website. And you can see the next books that we're doing and the ignitehumanity.life project also. You can check that out. Awesome. What are the next books coming out? Well, we're doing Ignite Joy, which I'm really excited about because we all need a little joy in our lives. And there has been many people. I just talked to an author yesterday. She talked about losing her mom. Her mom was had a grand mal seizure. She was her caregiver for six years. I disrupted her life. She ended up not having kids. But through it all, she learned this beautiful experience of with her mom, who she found out was a, her adopted mother. And it's just got this beautiful layer of story to it. And she keeps saying, I'm so grateful. I, I live in so much joy. I have two moms. I have this beautiful family. I got this time with my mom. And so joy is layered in so many different ways. So Ignite Joy is one. Ignite Creativity for those people who just have had an Ignite moment and stepping into creativity and artistry and dance and all of that. And then we have a fun one coming up called Ignite Connections with Your Furry Friends. Oh, yeah. These are stories with you having Ignite Moments with your pets. And we have an author who lost a pet after four years. She found it and she just, eight days before Christmas, she has this beautiful story of how this pet taught her love and compassion and letting go. It was, it's a beautiful story. So those are the next three books we're doing. And then of course, Ignite Humanity. Awesome, awesome. Okay, great. Well, there are many ways to get involved with Ignite Publishing and Lady J.B. Owen. So go check that out in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations for your international bestselling status. And I know everyone's going to be looking forward to your solo book coming out. It's a blessing to work with you. Thank you, gorgeous. Thank you. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About, brought to you by Sales Graving. Hey, if you're looking... For a way to up-level your game in sales, go check out salesgravy.university. You can find a bunch of courses there that I've created as well, including my newest one, Selling with Confidence. Go check that out. You can also find out more about this show at womenyourmotherwarnedyouabout.com. And don't forget, you can actually now watch us on YouTube. So we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.